The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the barn and the holy toast. That's me cracking a drink. Yeah. Hello and uh, welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson, uh, the person you heard first on this brand new podcast because we're making this episode one, Dave. <laughs> we're going to try this one more time. Uh, take, Dave Anthony. Take four. Yeah, this is take four of episode one. Look, people, uh, this is hopefully the first one that you're listening to. Put it this way. There is a lot of poorly recorded bonus episodes to come. <laughs> There's a lot of episodes well, where you'll hear one person talk to one distant person. Do you think there are people out there, though, that want to hear a guy talking and then someone mumbling quietly? Well, I hope there is, because I have got a product for that. <laughs> uh, Dave and I recorded the other day, and uh, as you will hear when you actually hear that podcast, Dave taught me how to actually put the, all the equipment together. Yeah. You to- told me how to turn it on, which I've not been able to do myself. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we recorded three podcasts in a well, row. And then I showed you how not to sit in a room and record. That was great. A podcast. Because <laughs> here's what we didn't do in any of that time. Despite <laughs> the fact that you had come into my hotel room and had to show me how to turn the microphones on, we never thought, hey, you know what we should do? Listen back to any of that and check if we're both on the Ever. microphone. Do you? Re- I, ju- I just realized what happened. Like the first one was okay because yeah. I was sitting in this chair. Yeah. But then the other two, I got in this beanbag. There's and a I beanbag. was too low. Yeah. And so the mic, you got below the, mic, below got the below microphone the, line. That's just genius. Yeah. It was like the microphone edited you out of the podcast. <laughs> it was like you were too comfortable sitting in that beanbag. You cannot be in it anymore. I'm an old podcasting pro. Right. <laughs> So uh, anyway, uh, so this is good that you're on the first episode anyway. I'm happy that you're here, Dave Anthony, because I saw you record your uh, comedy album the other night. Uh, How does that feel post-comedy album record? It's very weird. Because that's your first album, right? That's my first album. So, you know, 20 some odd years in with a couple, some years off here and there. This is your best 45. This is my best 45. Yeah. I mean, the weird thing is, is that I've had so much material that I've thrown away over Mm. the years. I mean, I probably have hours of material, but nothing that I would want to do. Yeah. Because I was doing stand-up so slowly that I would outgrow material really fast. Right. And so it just was never, like, coming together. Right. So, so, I finally so essentially, down. you were buying, you know, fashions that went out of fashion before you wore them in. Basically, right. yeah. <laughs> You were, I'm a bit like that with iPhones. I spent, like yeah, I do yeah. feel like I update my iPhone much more often than I ever work out how to use my iPhone. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. my iPhone does. Like I will go through a lot of generations before I ever have a crack at Siri. And then oh yeah. Like there's sure. just gonna have, there's gonna have to be a bit where Siri enforces herself on you. Yeah, but I don't understand Siri. Right. I don't understand. But there are so many things about my phone I don't understand. Yeah. No, and I find out stuff in weird ways. I have a different phone. I have a Windows phone. And like I was driving my car and my phone was like, 
you have a text from Will. Would you like to answer? And I was like, what? what? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? When did this happen? Um, what? Did singularity happen and of the robots said, taking over? And then it said, reply or ignore. I was like, reply. Oh. And then I sent a message and it said, do you want to send? I was like, yeah, send. And you that, said it and, and then wrote it down. And the message went off. Are you serious? Yeah. My God, your it's, robot I, butler sent me a message. <laughs> I could not be more excited about this. It was pretty, it was pretty, like, I wanted to pull over the car and have a little party. Like, it was like, it was an amazing experience. It is an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, that's what I need, though. And that's why I fear that the robots will rise and take us. They will. All over. Because I fear that mostly because we will let them. Out of, out of, out of convenience. Apparently, some scientists, and all I saw was the headline. I didn't read the article. Yeah, well, that's why we're going under. Downloaded. Because that's what we're like as people. Yeah. We only read the headlines, and we do not read the articles. This, you have summed up so the robots, why we lose the war against the robots. The robots know what's going on, yeah. and we don't, because we're not reading the articles. So yeah. they downloaded genetic code. What they, do you mean? They downloaded genetic... They took genetic code from a... From biological thing either an animal or a person yeah and they downloaded it who did some scientists oh okay right. sciencey people for just for a minute i thought robots did <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like, why is this check not been in the paper check it out if robots are downloading our dna robots downloaded bob newhart right yes yeah, so now yeah. he's in a computer he's oh ri- literally yeah, it's pretty great yeah <laughs> be great if when uh the robots do take over. It turns out that for whatever reason that they based all the personalities of their robots on famous stand-up comedians. Oh, fuck, that would be amazing. I mean, it's a lot of times annoying. Right. But often amazing. Right. Would... They can't. What? They can't be because that they are, are, are human... Like, not humans, are comedians... <laughs> not humans, comedians... <laughs> That's a great, great Freudian slip this early on. Non, <laughs> not humans. The non-human yeah. between robots and humans race, which mm. is comedians. Mm-hmm. Are they... Do you think we're sm- smarter than people, or do you think we're just... Like, do you think, as a whole, would you think that, that comedians are smarter than a general population? Or do you think they're just more uh, terrified and fucked up? Uh, both? Yeah, you do? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I mean, without wanting to get overly sentimental about it, like, I mean, I do think that there is that, like, comedy fills a, a role in modern day society that philosophy used to fill. Yes. Right, you know, the, the most you ever, like, if you listen to podcasts and stuff like that, a lot of the time it's like comedians sitting around talking about life and, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. their philosophies of life yeah. and all that sort of thing. And that role as a public commentator seems to have been filled by comedians. So I think mm. that the sort of people who are drawn to comedy would be... Yeah, okay. At least intelligent in some ways. Yeah. And then v- very completely unintelligent in other ways. Yeah. Like, we rely pretty much on Adam Carolla to do man stuff. Yeah, that's not great. for a guy like me, when my robot comes, I'd want a Corolla robot, I'd want a Tim Allen robot. Like I'd want something that could get some manly shit done because that would be the thing oh, I you want like do. A, yeah, you want like a heavy lifting yeah. robot that's equipped I want a to blue, do some household work. I want and... a blue collar comedy robot. Okay. Right? But I would go with Ron White. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. I want a cigar smoking. Uh, he's, he's 
Right. He's the funny one. Right. And he tells really good stories. Right. And he's a little more interesting. Yeah. He'd I, be my... He likes to drink, though. Robot of choice. <laughs> well, you said when my robot comes, so now I have a robot coming. Well, this is the thing. Like, well, because the, the, they'd be... Or they'd all have all the personalities of the comedians, but obviously you'd have to pay more for various... Like, I mean, if you wanted a Seinfeld bot or a... You'd have to pay more yeah. for a more right. experienced, more famous right. robot. Like, Whereas you could probably get a Michael Richards bot quite cheap. Well, now, yeah. Now. And, <laughs> like, the value says, of those things. It says horrible things right. now. <laughs> well, since since the malfunction, <laughs> they have had to sell the Michael Richards You know, ones. they never shutted that line down. Right. They just kept putting it out, yeah. which you would have thought they would have shut it down. Right, but they found a new market. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Look, what we're selling is uh, we've looked at we, we were going to shut the Michael robot uh, Michael Richards mm-hmm. robot down, mm-hmm. but we've looked at the sales figures. Yeah. Here's what we've discovered: <sighs> it's still selling. <laughs> it's just sh- selling to different people. We're shipping them to different parts no. of the country now, and uh, it's parts that we've never been able to get a robot to before. <laughs> so we feel like it's like a new market. Yeah. So you know, um, you know, if you had a big budget, you could get a Seinfeld bot or a you know, yeah a Chris Rock bot or a yeah. Sarah Silverman bot or something, but you know, if you had a more limited budget, you could. But you can also. There's also great comedians that aren't as well known, right? That would be pretty, like a Jake Johansson robot right. would be great. Exactly. And he's not going to cost you as much, right? That's right. And maybe less annoying. You know what he'd be like? He'd be like one of those people who's always telling you about, uh, you know, that their brand is not only cheaper than the others. But he's also superior to the yes. ones that you've been sucking yes. in. Yeah. There'd always be some guy at a party go, look, I know you can talk about your uh, Chris, Chris Rock, Rock bot all, all the time, want. but I've got a Jake Johansson bot at home. It cost me a third of the price and it does twice the job. <laughs> so i got to be honest You have no idea what you're missing. <laughs> you've got to get yourself one. Plus, everybody knows. <laughs> you've got to get knows. rid of your Margaret Cho bot and you've got to... Everyone knows the Chris Rock robots. So when you go over there, they expect it to be at a Chris Rock level. But right. when a Jake Johansson robot walks in, you go, what? Right. Holy shit. This exactly. is amazing. Cost how much? <laughs> I got the uh, Doug Benson bot slash bomb. <laughs> that one laser. Yeah, it's, like, it's like a transformer and it turns into a bomb. 420 every day. It's, it's amazing. Uh, It'll interrupt movies by itself. Uh, so, uh, speaking of famous comedians, uh, this one I want to speak to you about is uh, you, uh, Patton Oswalt yes. would obviously be a popular robot, yeah, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Very you know? popular robot. I, think. I would think so. Yeah. Like, because he's already in with that crowd, too. He is. In like, with the that community crowd. that are going to be first adopters of robots. Rob- yeah. He, are also, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, they're Patton Oswalt fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Although, some of his audience, I imagine, will be building their own robots. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, because it's just a bit more cool. But they're also going to they're going to download something into that right. robot. So That's gonna, right. And since <laughs> in this world of the future, you yeah. can only download comedians. That's right. Into your robot. Yeah. You, you It'll be a pattern. Pat Oswald. It'll yeah. be a pattern. So I'm backstage at your uh, CD uh, DVD, not DVD, not CD DVD. album. Album. You know, I, I was gonna. I was gonna record film it, it. Film it. Yeah. I'm so glad I didn't. Because I would have just been an extra thing that I would have been dealing with or focused on, and I felt like I just had more freedom to... Well, the other thing is that you spent the two months in the run-up to this you know, show being able to 
get up at gigs and do stage time and work on your act. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you'd been filming it for a DVD, you would have spent the last two months not eating. Yeah, you're right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Just worrying that people would think you were fat on your first DVD. Yeah. No, a guy a guy t- was taking photos, and between shows he showed me a side shot, and I was like, oh. Oh, no. He well, showed you a sad. shot of why you didn't do a DVD. Like- <laughs> That's <laughs> look at how plump I am. Yeah, no, man, you can't hear that in your voice. Uh, your 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 jokes sound my, tight. So my my voice doesn't sound like like there's sausages in my mouth and coming out of me. Uh, fudge. No, I don't think so. Okay, you don't have a fat sounding voice. I really need to lose weight. I um, I think I like the comedy album more than the DVD. I, just oh, I do think, too. I don't like watching DVDs. I, I just like think there's DVDs. something about watching the DVD where you're aware you're not there, whereas yeah. like listening to it. You can kind of yeah, you're more involved in it. Right, like you get you get taken into it. Yeah, so I, I enjoy it more. And like, I and like if someone now you know Comedy Central puts out these hour specials. Right, they edit, but then they put out the unedited album. Yeah, and I don't know why anybody would ever watch the special when you can go get Camille and Johnny's album or Kyle Kinane's album, which is going to be a thousand times better because it's unedited. Yeah. yeah. So I'm backstage with um. Uh, Patton and Jake Johansson mm-hmm. and uh, we've come back to tell you how wonderful uh, your show had gone because you were uh, taping two but you'd done the first one and you nailed it mm-hmm. uh, and uh, then suddenly you went out to talk to some other people or do whatever it was that you right, were doing friends yeah, friends, yeah? yeah. so uh, there was this moment where I was backstage in that beautiful backstage area at the Nerd Melt there it really does look like if they were making a modern day reality bites, it does. That would be the cool place it that they would totally all hang does. out. So there's posters all over the wall from all the shows that mm. have happened, and and they're all cool. And they're all handmade cool. artists, like really you know, great posters yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's got history all over the world. Mm-hmm. The walls. It's really. It really does. It's really kind of a fun place. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I realise that I'm just watching. I'm kind of involved in a conversation between Jake. Patton and myself. Yeah. But I am not necessary to this conversation at all. Right. I've kind of just got sucked in and well, I'm part of it. Because they hadn't seen each other in a right. long time. Right. Uh, you and know, I we, just we happened were... to be with Jake. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> so, we were all San, we were all San Francisco comedians together, so it's like an old thing when you see when they see each other and they're like, Oh my god. Right. And the band is amazing. Like for me, it's it's like watching a fantastic movie because the, the yeah. dialogue between these two guys yeah. I'm like I'm enjoying this a lot more than I've enjoyed anything I've paid $15 for at the archive <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm having a great time and so, and I'm not necessary but oh. it would it would also be one of those moments where it would have been weird to get up and leave because yeah. I was kind of still in the middle of the two of them yeah. and it was only the three of us there and if, if you had got up and slinked out I would no. be like what the fuck is his problem yeah it would have been a bit like I'd like walked out in the middle of the show yeah I wasn't involved. I wasn't necessary, no. but I yeah. felt like I had to be there. Yeah. So anyway, that's gone on for about twenty minutes. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> if you had stood up, though, it might have made a difference because they were standing. I know Pat was sitting, but Jake was standing next to you, right? You know what it was? It was one of those situations where everyone was kind of on levels. That even made it better because Jake was standing, mm-hmm. Patton was half sitting. Like which, he was which, half sitting, half leaning. And he's often, when he's standing, it's almost like he's half sitting. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Patton has been so successful, because he is the living embodiment of the funniest joke in stand-up, the airline seat only goes back a small amount because that's what Patton's like yes. at all times yes it is <laughs> people don't understand why they find him so funny but his entire range of movement is that tiny space it really is 
So anyway, 20 minutes in. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So I'm sitting down. So yeah. that's your levels. Everyone's kind of on different levels. Yeah. So I would have, I was even aware of the fact that to leave, because if I'd been the one standing, I could have made a graceful exit, right? Right. But to leave, I'm the one who's lowest in this entire conversation. And then you, you, you know, Jake's maybe as tall as you, but you're right. probably a little bit taller. Yeah. Like you're the tallest guy. Right. So when you get up, and also you're sitting underneath an angled roof, so right. you were going to stand up and then have to bend your head forward. Perspective-wise, I, yeah. was, it was, I was like in Wonk, Wonka's house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was going to happen. Yeah. I could have walked into a TV, someone would have shrunk me. It was basically like you were in the middle floor from being John Malkovich. Right. Yes. Right. So anyway, I didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. What else was I going to do? Stand around awkwardly somewhere else, not being entertained by two of the funniest people on the right. planet, right? Yeah. I was enjoying it. But it got to that point where after 20 minutes of them bantering, they've suddenly looked around and gone, like, you know, like, yeah. like occasionally NSYNC would have looked around and gone, who's that fat guy with the beard? <laughs> right? Who's that guy here? Yeah, right. That's your manager. Yeah. Um, uh, it was a bit like that. They both realized that I was there yeah. and I had not said anything in yeah. 20 minutes, which was fine with me. But you could tell immediately it was just like that thing of like... Ah, so there he is. He is. Uh, we should uh, <laughs> include him in some way. Yeah. Now, uh, I want to take a little uh, sideline on this because uh, I don't know how good you are with names. Are you good with names? Terrible. Terrible. Horrendous. Right? Do you walked think? Up, walked up to a guy last night at the improv, and I said, "Hey," and he goes, "Hey," and I was like, "I don't. Where do I know you from?" And he goes, "I'm on the Longshot podcast. We've met several times, and you." You invited me to your podcast festival, and I was like, "Good to see you again, John." <laughs> <laughs> like I am, I am maybe the worst guy in Hollywood with names. I'm right. horrendous. I'm t- I'm also terrible with names. It's I know, it's I not good in this business, and I don't want to be terrible with. No, names. No, I don't either. That's the weird thing about mm-hmm. it is that, like, it's not. I'm I'm not terrible with names because being good with names is something that I don't value. Yeah, because I do value it, and I always find it really impressive no, when. Let me tell you a story. Um, I worked with Brian Regan, who is you know top five guy for me, uh, and I'm an I'm an opener. Yep. And he comes in and uh, we do a week together, and then I don't see him for like five years, and I see him and he walks up to me and he goes, "Hey, Dave," and I'm like, "That's incredible." And then I talk to other people and he does that to everyone, waitresses. Anybody, he remembers their name, puts out his hand and goes, "Hey, Jeff, it's inc- it's an incredible skill, and it's it's weird that you he's... feel he it makes you feel better." He should be starting a religion. <laughs> what he should be doing. So, man, that is he should be president. Reagan should be president yeah. it, because yeah. that's that they said that thing and they say about Clinton. Clinton, Clinton had right? the same thing, yeah. It's so so. It's a big. To me, knowing the two extremes, which right. is me on one end and, and Brian Regan on the other, I know how it makes you feel to be on the other end of that, and it's nice. The guy remembers your name. I'm going to tell a uh, story oh, about God. Clinton that has to have a lot of allegedly's. <laughs> I think a lot of stories about Clinton have to have a lot of allegedly's. I, I need to point out this story was told to me by someone who, even when they were telling me the story said that the person who told them this story, they didn't know whether that person was trustworthy or not. Okay. Right? Yeah, okay. fair enough. These are the best stories. Right. 
So I'll try not to dob this guy in by revealing who it is, but it was a Hollywood actor mm-hmm. uh, who's had, it's fair to say, a colourful past. Sure. It's a guy who was in some really, really cool movies mm-hmm. and then lost his way a little. Gotcha. Wow. I mean, he found his way to drug dealers' houses mostly. Ah, okay. And, uh-huh. you know, a lot of other stuff. And it turns out that he's been making worse and worse movies to... Uh, yeah. to pay his bills and that yeah. sort of thing yeah. but at one stage this guy was like a big big yeah. he had a moment you know where yeah. everyone would have known who he was and right? you don't want to say his name and I don't want to say his okay. name <laughs> because that will just <laughs> but like you know there's a, there's a group of people like and it's it, it, in that sort of zone of you know it's either going to be a um uh, is it going to be sort of like is it going to be Nick Nolte right. or is it going to be um, uh, what's the crazy guy who yells at the planes all the time uh- <laughs> wait a minute what there's a crazy guy who yells at planes <laughs> the, you know the the mad American guy who was in all those action movies in the 80s and then just went mental Nick Cage no <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, Mel Gibson? <laughs> no. <laughs> Look how many there are. I can just keep saying them. Right. He's kind of, no, he's just, he's a bit more crazy. Um, I saw him on an episode of Celebrity Rehab. Oh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I saw him on Celebrity Rehab where he was convinced that he had been recruited by the Celebrity Rehab people to help solve the other people's drug problems. Oh, God. But he was just in Celebrity Rehab. <laughs> Like, he was in the show, but he thought that he was undercover agent. Well, he had a... He he rode a motorcycle without a helmet. Right. And that's what happened to him. Yeah. Yeah. And now he yells at planes. (laughs) (laughs) So, so it's one of those Mm -hmm. style of people, Mm -hmm. but it's not any of those people. Okay. Um, It's someone who had so much trouble with drug testing that at one stage in their colourful past... They had to use an artificial penis uh, during a um, drug test because they were getting urine tested. What? <laughs> so they have like a bag, yeah, atta- and there's a guy watching right, to make sure because that, he's so they, say so the they dick, have a bag, right? And then they have a fake penis, yeah. and they pull that out, yeah, and then they pee through the bag, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's actually a decent use of modern technology. Right. Like, I, I mean, you can set it to water pistol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do how do you how do we know that this happened? Yeah. Because he got caught doing it oh not once but twice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, after after the first time after the first time you really have to change it up like you have to pull out like a vagina or something like they know after the first time so you really gotta switch it up fool me once (laughs) so I've given away too much information but this alleged actor um, uh, sorry he's an actor Mm -hmm. but this alleged uh, whatever um, allegedly told my friend Uh, when they were working together on something, a story of when this alleged person was allegedly dating Liz Hurley. Elizabeth okay. Hurley. Do you remember Elizabeth Hurley? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, former partner of Hugh Grant. Mm-hmm. And now... Star um, of Passenger 57. And now one of Australia's 
Queens or something? Right. She's our biggest wag. Yeah. Okay. She's um, uh, She goes out with Shane Warne, who was like our greatest cricketer. Okay. And, uh, cricketer? Yeah. Well, cricket's our big sport. I know. And he's like the one of the greatest cricketers of all time. Probably okay. top five players who's ever played the game. Won the Ashes and, for you guys? Oh, so many times. <laughs> and okay, I don't even... The literal, probably worst human being ever. Really? <laughs> like... Fantastic. Like, he just literally was one of those guys who just went from one scandal to another. Oh. But with this just great sort of warning yeah. <laughs> sort of attitude. And none of it has stuck to him. And then he's landed on his feet and now he's the, dating Those guys Kelly. just amaze me. But she clearly is not picking great guys. Right. Well, I think Warney's a step up from this dude. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. No plastic penis involved. Yeah. At least in a I professional mean, that's, sense. That's, that's right. a step up. Yeah. So, um, although Warney did once fail the drug test. Uh, so they were going to the Cricket World Cup uh, in the Caribbean uh, and uh, Warney failed a drug test because he had a diuretic. Uh, and now sometimes diuretics are used to mask, you know, steroids and stimulants oh, right. and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's a banned substance. But why did Warney take it? Because he was looking a bit fat before the photos. <laughs> and so his mum gave him a diuretic pill. <laughs> So he missed oh, the Cricket World Cup because God. his mum gave him a diuretic pill. That's just genius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, great fella. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, Warney uh, is going out with Liz Hurley now. But back in the day, she was going out with this fella with the artificial penis. Mm-hmm. So this fella with the artificial penis uh, has gone to the White House for a screening of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Of course I believe, Which has. is a movie that yes. he was in. Uh-huh. Uh, so this is kind of really, you know, now you're talking I'm peak talking, of the, yeah. like, this dude's so we're talking about, we're talking about Matt Damon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would just love if Matt Damon, who is so beloved, yeah. like as a, you know, yeah. as a, just everyone loves Matt Damon, right? If he, because you know, uh, uh, porn stars. You know what a flashlight is, right? Have yeah, you heard of a flashlight? I've, I've, se- I've seen one, but at, a, at a, another podcast. Right, yeah, exactly. It's a male um, masturbation device. Yeah. And so, like, it's the equivalent of, like, a, a, a vagina or whatever. Sure. I think you can be other parts of the body. But, yeah. like, the, you know, people stick their penis in. Right. Right, then, if yeah. they don't have hands. I'm not really sure why you want one. But anyway, I get it. It's, a, it's just yeah. a thing, right? Yeah. Apparently, they're addicting. Really? Yeah, apparently guys that get them, they're like, holy shit, this is goodbye women. Right. I mean... Great guys. <laughs> Great guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's even better than a woman, man. Look, it's the, like a vagina in a can. For the, <laughs> it's like a vagina in a can. For the shut-in, right. the world has never been greater. Right. It's true. With the high-speed broadband and fleshlights. And fleshlights. You're good. The most popular ones, apparently, are the ones that are modelled on porn stars' I mean, bits. Right? I mean, I watched an HBO video a documentary about that and how they make them. Yeah. And it's just horrifying. <laughs> like, you, a, a fucking... Of your vagina? Yeah. Like, okay. Right. But who knows what happens with my career. I might be doing a dick model at some point. Well, this is my point that I'm saying. Okay. Imagine if uh, next Thursday night you turn on Letterman yeah. and Matt Damon's on. Yeah. And he says, Dave. <laughs> to Dave Letterman, yeah. not to the TV, not to me. <laughs> okay. You can interpret it in that. <laughs> <laughs> you want. He's either speaking to Letterman or to you. Yeah. He says, Dave. Uh, I know a lot of you have heard of my ambitious plan to uh-huh. bring water to Africa, my yeah. my bottle campaign uh, sure. that I've been doing. I've got a, 
a new one now. Um, it's been brought to my attention that I was voted uh, the most attractive man in the world uh, uh-huh. one year. Um, and uh, I've been told that if I brought out a uh, replica of my cock, uh-huh. that women right across America might want to to fuck themselves with my right. with Matt Damon's cock. So it's like a service. It's a service. Yeah. But also, for that thirty dollars, twenty out of those dollars is going to starving families in Africa. <laughs> so. Oh boy. <laughs> My first question is, does, does it come with an asshole? Oh, oh 80 bucks. <laughs> oh, my God. The asshole is a huge jump in price. <laughs> Matt, Matt just felt like getting the modeling done for that right. part was, yeah. it was more plain, painful. Uh, it just more, felt like it's, it's a premium. It's a lot more difficult to do all that work on an Indian 7 Audi. So you know what the other thing is? Gay men, high disposable income. High disposable right? income. So, so charge just, them. Hit, right. And all that money, yeah. not all, 75 of that yeah. goes to help starving children. Yeah, that's right. A little bit to Matt on the asshole one. A little bit extra to Matt. <laughs> that, a little bit extra to Matt. That would kind of be the greatest thing that ever happened. Right? Yeah. It would be the because I it would sell a heap. You can't tell me sell a lot, right? It would yeah. sell a lot, particularly for charity. Yeah, right. And like if you have an excuse, and people, it's Matt Damon who... cock day, right? Yes. and everyone can go go and buy their Matt Damon cock. Yes, there's a ribbon. There's a huge ribbon. <laughs> I just imagine it's a huge cock, <laughs> right? And and then people who are against that sort of thing would be like, ah, I mean, it is helping the children. For charity. So you can't any like it. hardcore Christian right. organizations like this is horrible. You go, why don't you want to help the what? starving children? Do you hate children in Africa? Because <laughs> if you don't hate them, you should grab one of you yeah. grab Matt Damon's cock and fuck yourself with it. Yeah, you, you don't even have to fuck yourself. You don't have you to. Just, just buy the cock. House. Just buy the cock. Yeah, and then give it away. Use it as a doorstop. Yeah, regift it at Christmas. Give it away to charity. Right. <laughs> Teenage girls that could use that. Right. 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 And who do you want your teenage girl to be with? Matt Damon, right? Well, that scumbag. Better than some neighborhood scumbag yeah. who's going yeah. to get her pregnant. Yep. Or Mr. America. Yeah. It's terrific. It's right? a terrific idea. Makes I, him a better person. Makes him a better person. Probably could win the Nobel Peace Prize off the boat. Yep. There's, there are absolutely no holes or problems with this idea. <laughs> it's the ultimate perfect idea. There are no holes that cannot be uh, solved with Matt's hole. Yeah. $80. <laughs> $75 straight to the starving children in Africa, so... I, yep. Um, I'm not really sure what got us onto Man, that. Man, we got really off track. That's, well, that's we good. Were, we were talking about, we were talking about the, the star who... Okay, so there's this, this star, this yep. former star. Uh-huh. Uh, he tells a story of when they got invited to the White House uh, for a screening of Saving Private Ryan, and... Uh, Bill Clinton was president. Uh-huh. Does that add up? That, I don't uh, know that, yeah, no, I believe that'd that be about the right. Yep, right. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, during the dinner, Clinton has sidled up to said actor mm-hmm. and uh, got in his ear and said, "Hey, I uh, hear you're uh, having sex with uh, Liz Hurley." <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> 
I mean, what else would he do? Right. That's so awesome. So, talk about a man who knew how to use his office. <laughs> oh, wait. It gets better. Yeah. So, oh, God. So then he says, uh, he goes, well, yeah, yeah, I am. That, that's true. And he goes, uh, you should get her here. And he goes, well, he's, uh, she's off uh, you know, somewhere else. She's, uh, you know, interstate or wherever she was. He goes, I will send a plane. So they sent a plane. Like at that moment? Yeah. Not like no. down the... No, like, no, he wanted her there. It's like saying, hey, why isn't Jeff at the party? Right. I don't know. He didn't want to leave his house. Well, no. let's just send a car yeah. down. Right. But, Except but, she was in another state. <laughs> and he said Air Force Two. <laughs> yes. So, okay. anyway, according to this actor... Yeah. ...who was telling this story... Yeah. Uh, President Clinton flew Elizabeth Hurley uh, to the White House and then had sex with her. You have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. If someone flies you on an aeroplane from another state, you have to fuck them. You ha- especially if it's the president, well, you have to fuck them. According to the story, like literally when this actor was a bit like, well, uh, I'm seeing her. Apparently, the answer was very much along the lines of, I'm the president, mate. <laughs> well, look. Yeah. I'm about to take, I want to make that vagina legendary. Yeah. So, next time you're fucking her, you can think, Right. This is super important vagina. Right? Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was, it, uh, it, it's almost mob-like, right? I mean, it almost sounds like a, like a, like a, one of those weird mob situation where a guy's like, I'm taking your girl. Right. I like biker gangs. Yeah, like biker gangs. Right, there's it always like, like a biker there's, there's just that sort of understated yeah. the, the understanding that you can go with any guy, but then when you have an old man, you've got to, yeah. that's like it's all hands off from everybody uh-huh. else. And he's just like, I'm the president. Wow. Really a great story. Would it be a better, even better story if Clinton had written about it in his autobiography? <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 14 <Yeah>. Hurley. <laughs> <laughs> and weirdly he talks about not only fucking Liz Hurley but Hurley from Lost <laughs> but he said it you know what's weird is that he sent a dump truck to pick up Hurley which is not as cool and yet it still worked <laughs> so um, uh, I went to an Australia Day function uh, yesterday, happy. I, tonight, I don't believe I said Happy Australia Day. Thank you. Yeah, thank I, you very I much. You guys, this is when you guys freed yourselves from the um, the original in, owners of Indigenous LA. people. <laughs> What'd you do? We freed them. You freed the indigenous yeah, people. We freed them by from, coming to their island yeah, well, and I mean, taking their stuff. Do you know how hard it is to own and look after a place, David? Yeah. And we tough. took that responsibility off their hands. Yes. I mean, we didn't inform them. They had. And when I say we, I mean the British. Sure. They had really let the place just go to shit because there were like kangaroos everywhere and wallabies. And right. Just Tasmanian devils and dingo. Like it was just a pile of shit. Like nobody's business. Yeah. Couldn't walk for a Tassie devil. Right. Could not walk down the street. And Wasn't so streets. That has to be cleaned up. Right. Yeah. Got to get rid of those. Yep. And most of the native population right. so we can declare this land terra nullius. And then just throw creepy old white people out in the middle of nowhere. Right. That'll work. <laughs> Should be fine. Great plan, England. Can't believe you lost the empire. So, <laughs> I often think that with England, that like you know, like they they seem like the parents that because we're you're their kids, yeah, and we're their kids, yeah, and we're different kids. 
We are very different kids. But the weird thing is that we're, you were kind we're of... the bully. We're the we're the we're the teenage bully asshole. But the funny thing was at the start, you were the kids they were proud of. The ones that they you know, who went away adventurous, right? Yeah. You were off to see the world. We really were. And you were a winner. You were an achiever. Yeah. You started your own country. That's not bad. Oh my God. Yeah. You took over yeah. the world. I, yeah. And then you became an arsehole. Total, <laughs> total douchebag. Well, that, after that, then we joined the fraternity. Right. And once we were in the frat, forget about it. Whereas we were the terrible kids. You know, with the, we were the ones that they sent away to boarding school. You yeah, know, no, you it. were trouble from the beginning. And it turns out that where we lived is, is just now really awesome. Well, it was. There was a survey the other day, David, that said that Australia is now the second best country in the world. Well. In the world. It's second best in the world, David. I mean, your roads are melting, so I feel like if there's a backtrack, it's going to happen. Well, this survey probably did. There's was a was before the entire country was on fire. I mean, now you're like, hey, let's flood. No, right. let's not flood. Let's be crazy hot. It, is, hey, it also again. is like one of those terrible things where like when you live in the one country, and I genuinely don't mean this with any disrespect, but when you live in a country where half of it is on fire yeah. and the other half is flooding, you just think, <laughs> isn't there something going wrong that we should... Can we not at least combine the two so the floods put out the fucking fires? Like we should look into this. There's got to be a better solution than what's happening. This doesn't feel right. No, it doesn't feel right at all. I can't believe he fucked Liz Hurley after flying her there. Well, now just imagine. So you hear that story? Yeah. Imagine how many women he fucked. Right. Just Heaps. based on that story. Loads. When we went to Vegas. Uh, for Allegedly. New, for New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, the dude who was looking after our area, because we'd bought... It was uh, Justin Lemo. Uh, did you meet Lemo when you were in Australia? He's an Australian stand-up comedian. Great, no, really great fella. And uh, Tom Gleeson. Uh-huh. And uh, we had this area in this nightclub where we kind of like bought a table in this like, you know, sure. VIP area and people were looking after us and whatever. And the dude who was in charge of the VIP area mm. came over to us and said, look, you know, this is not a professional situation, like a paid for situation. But if you guys would like some company, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go out on the dance floor, maybe meet some girls who'd like to come and have a drink mm. with you guys, mm-hmm. you know. He said, all I ask is that uh, if you enjoy their company at the end of the night, give me a tip. Right? <laughs> this is... I'm like, oh, God bless America. <laughs> oh, he also told us that if we didn't like them, to tap our nose uh, and he would move them <laughs> on. had a spy signal right. for getting rid of women. Right. So, in that moment, I literally was like, you know what? If Tiger Woods only fucked 30 people in Vegas... I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. Like, he was... He must have been turning down 99 out of 100. Yeah. Well, look, the the phrase, the whole thing about what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, the idea that people go to Vegas to cut loose, yeah. in my experience, is so insanely true. Right. Like, it's, like, mind-boggling... Yeah, the shit that like Vegas. The slogan should just be Vegas. Please don't tell anyone what <laughs> goes on. I know we joke about it, but shh. There, like there, there are women who are normally very conservative, or whatever. They go there and they're like, "I'm gonna fuck whatever" because I'm in Vegas. It's really crazy. I know. It's like it's, it's like as soon as you go off the border, over the border, all bets are off. All bets are off. all bets are off. Yeah, 
Right. So, um, uh, why was I telling you about being in... Oh, so, uh, Clinton, I mean, man, like, if that's what he's into, and you're president... I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, uh, Just amazing. Like, come on. Yeah. And still going on. He, because he, he is one of those guys that when, he, like, women meet him, they just want to drop their pants. Right. Like, he's just one of those guys. But also... And whether president or not, he always had that thing where they're like, oh, wow. But also, once you have, like, an opportunity to fuck a guy who might be on money one day... Yeah. Like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, yeah, I might fuck him. I would fuck him. You can For be the on, story. You're going to be on money? Yeah. Right? right, you can fuck me. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I wonder if that's one of his lines. Well, yeah. Look, I might be yeah. on money. Maybe one day I'll have my face on a mountain. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm going to have my face on you right nah, now. There's something to tell you, grand, something to tell you grandkids about. Yeah. <laughs> would you like to Mount Rushmore? If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah he would have. I mean, definitely. But he should be able to as well. If that's what keeps his eye on the job. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I'd be rather him be flying in Liz Hurley on a plane to have sex with than like doing his like yeah intern cigar antics yeah that just yeah said, that's the intern cigar thing was I don't like that because that's a well, power also, imbalance whereas like yeah that is power imbalance it's also I don't like Liz Hurley didn't have to go she's not even a citizen there's a lot of <laughs> yeah there's a lot of sexual stuff that I'm like okay that's cool but putting a cigar in someone is really that's just bored well that's why do you want to put a cigar in someone and it's like white trash weird why? like it's just like do you hey, want here's to do something that? that'll fit. Like it's right. not. It's like it's something a three year old would do. Like when they're right. exploring and they pick up this and they go, "This will go right. in here." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did you finish your patent story? No. So we left that. We and left. We that. went on so many different journeys. We did, and we'll come back. So we're backstage, and they finally realized that I'm awkwardly there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so this is what I was asking you: whether you're good with, uh, with names, with people. Because I will do that sort of thing where if I can't remember someone's name, but I do remember the circumstance where I last saw them or mm-hmm. one tidbit mm-hmm. about, you know, that I remember about them, mm-hmm. no matter how irrelevant it is to that conversation, if I have forgotten their name, mm-hmm. that comes out then. Yeah. You know what I mean? You overcompensate on the one thing you do remember yeah. to kind of bluff your way through the fact that you don't... Yes. Remember their name. Yes. And it doesn't matter how obscure and irrelevant to the event it is. Yeah, what happened with the uh, Yeah, he's still uh, thing. Yeah. He's like, still with the the guy? The, right. Uh, yeah. Because it just is, you go, I know who you are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> oh, God. I'm starting to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so I'm sitting there. And Jake has uh, felt this pause and looked at Patton and then looked over at me and said, which is a very polite and lovely thing to do in that situation, Patton, you know Will, right? So I didn't even like do a sort of like, you know, do you know Will or right. anything like that. Like, but it was just that sort of, Jake was doing the thing of going, I'm going to cover off this situation. Yeah. You know, just in case, mm-hmm. right? In case this is a weird situation. Mm-hmm. And Patton, and it was only like a split second and I need to point out, I tell this story, like, he was trying to be the nice person. Yes. Right? <laughs> but it was just that half second where he went in way too strong on repeating my name. <laughs> you know, where he was just like, yeah, Will, Will. <laughs> yeah, 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 Will, 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 Will
Will, yes, Will. Uh, I've been sitting here for so long not looking at you. Because it's that, that, it's that combination of things that are either... He said it either in that way of, yes, that's the name I was trying to remember. Yes. Or B, I'm going to say it loudly and forcefully and repeat it as if, well, of course I always knew your name. Yes. Why would I possibly say your name twice now yes. if I didn't know it at all before? Yes. I've said it twice now. That's yes. how much I know it. I double know it. Yeah. One of those makes up for a before when I hadn't mentioned your name at all in any of that time. Oh, my God. Right. Yeah. But here's the best bit. He has followed up that, which I already clocked. Now, again, I don't. We've only met a couple of times. Yeah. I don't expect that he does know who I am. Right. You know, I'm not. This is not a. But it was just one of those moments where you see something you do all the time happen to you. Yeah. And you were like, ah, oh, this is what this feels like. <laughs> Shit. No. He's <laughs> done because the because yeah. You now, and and this is probably weird for you because. In Australia, everyone knows who you are. So you're you're not you're the guy there, right? Like in high school when you're right. the senior and all the freshmen know who you are. Everyone knows who you are. You're that. So you're that. But you guy. meet a but lot here, of new people and yeah, here you're not. Everyone, you know, you right. can be f- who yeah. forgotten or he's what the you know, right. Australian guy, the tall Australian guy. Yeah, that'll do. Walks around with uh, Matt Damon's cock. Yeah, uh, replica cop. <laughs> No, real cop. <laughs> <laughs> Matt thought it was weird that he asked to remove it completely to make the models. <laughs> but there, and then I don't know how you got a hold of it. You found it, a, you found it at a pawn shop on 3rd Street. <laughs> Is this a real one? <laughs> God didn't send any money to Africa. <laughs> Says here, no money to African children from the real cock. Nope. Uh, so, um, Matt Damon's cock, uh, I'm me. <laughs> So, uh, he follows up the will, 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 will. I know your name, it's Will. Yeah. Will, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With this one. Oh, you told that really funny story on the podcast about Nicole Kidman. (laughs) 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 And it was just, you saw him, his brain flicked through. And the only thing that he knew and remembered about me was that moment, and yeah. it came out. Yeah. And bless him that he yeah. knew a moment, and yeah. but it was like one of those moments where I was like, oh, wow. I just saw That's all that happen. Awesome. Yeah. And having been on the end of the, on the other side of that so many times. Right. Which I have been there a million times. Here's one. So uh, there's, a, there's a house photographer at a club. He's always there taking photos, and so I've probably known him for a couple of years. Right. But when I associate people with a place, and I see them out of that place, that's like the hardest thing for me. Of course, right. Context. It just never works. So I was at another club, and he walked in, and he goes, hey, and he goes to hug me, and I go, hey, man, and I go to hug him, and I look at his face, and I go, holy shit, I go... Comedian, comedian, because right. he's here. He's here. That's we're all comedians, be, right? Comedian. We're all comedians. Yeah. From Arizona, the guy he looks like a guy, Arizona, and I'm like, "What are you doing here?" And he yeah. goes, "I've just came down to see the show." I go, "Are you going up?" And then there's like an awkward pause, and I'm like, "And does he know at that moment?" Do I mean, you at think that point, that... he's gotta know because he's not a comedian. <laughs> I've known him for two years, and he's like. <laughs> Yeah, but maybe in that moment you could have been like, "Well, kidding. you know, you're a re- like maybe you kidding could what? have been kidding." Yeah, 
So. <laughs> yeah, you going up? <laughs> so then it's weird, and he's right. like, no. And I was like, uh, okay, you should go up. It's a really good room. And then it's and then it's weird, and he goes, do you want me to shoot your album? And I was like, oh. yeah. And then I remembered him. Oh. And I've sent Cena twice, and oh. now when I see him, I go, you going up? You going to do a set? Oh. Like, I try to cover it every time, because I can't. Trying to backdate the joke. <laughs> I get it. I have done that before. Where you're like, if I just overcompensate enough, he will finally think that the original thing... God, it's so bad. I accidentally called someone the wrong name on radio once. And then did a whole bit about how, like, invented this whole story. <laughs> But everybody knows, right? Like right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> I once so got I once worst. got a job. I once got a job based on someone wanting to avoid an awkward situation. Yeah. Right. So this person who was a uh, magazine editor. Yeah. Came to see uh, me do my standing up comedy, uh-huh. and uh, after my standing up comedy show, mm-hmm. she gave me her card. Mm-hmm. and said, uh, you know, you should give me a call sometime. And she's the editor of a magazine, yes. right? So I assumed that she was wanting me to give her a call in relation to the magazine, uh, the magazine ah. that she edits that runs pieces by comedians. So yeah. I thought, well, obviously, that was what I put together in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that was not the reason that she had mm-hmm. left me her card. Uh, uh, so anyway, I passed the number on to my manager, <laughs> who, <laughs> who called her this is very Clinton of you uh, now <laughs> I sent Air Force 2 to pick her up <laughs> her and Liz Hawley her and Shane Warne uh, and Matt Damon's cock oh <laughs> so. yeah oh that's painful <laughs> I said I want to fuck you with Matt Damon's cock is that <laughs> And she loved that. She said, I want to write a story about it. <laughs> uh, so, I only found this out years later. Oh. Right? And how, well, how did your... How did the so, conversation well, come, do you know? Again, well, I only found this out years later. Because yeah. she, when she was married and had children, felt like this was an opportunity where years down the track, she could share this story with me. Because uh-huh. I've never obviously heard yeah. any of this until yeah. she told me about it. Yeah. Because from my end, it was very obvious what had happened. Yeah. But it turns out that is not what had happened when I'd heard the other bit of the story. So my manager has rung her up. She's expected me to ring yeah. or not ring, but like yeah. you know, either way. And gone, hey, you know, Will's blah, blah, blah. And she was so embarrassed by the fact that she had left me a card to say, hey, you should give me a call. And that I got my manager to ring her that she made up a job on the spot. <laughs> She made up a job on the spot, which I did for two years. What? I did this job for two years. It was a regular thing that I did for two years. Oh, my God. Based on the fact that she was like, hey, let's go for a drink. And I got my manager to call her. Holy shit. Right. That's amazing. Right. That's how Hollywood show business works. (laughs) People trying to hit on each other. Mistakes happening, and then suddenly Batman is being made. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh man, I wish I was better at remembering names. I, I want, I want to be good at it, but I just. Well, there's supposed to be tricks, right? Right. I, you meant to repeat people's names and stuff like that, but I. There's just so much in that moment where you first meet someone. I feel like the name shouldn't be the first thing we go with. You know, right? Because at yeah. the start, when we're meeting someone, so you should like, be able to go like, "Hey, weird eyes, big nose. How right. are you?" Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to deal with whatever it is. Like when you meet someone, you were like, "Oh my god, I probably would fuck you." <laughs> Get that out of the way. Hey, prison face, come here. Come here. <laughs> wow, I don't like how his eyes are so close together. What's your name there, Tiger? Like, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You should be able to like process yeah. the something in the teeth and the weird hair out of the nose yeah. or the whatever it is Do going like on. One eyebrow, I'd like you right. to meet uh, scrunch face. Right. <laughs> scrunch face, that's one eyebrow. Couple of moments in, we all do names. Yeah, and after a while, you do names. Right. Like, oh, yeah. Because, I, because also, they're taking the moment to judge you. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Like, uh, they're, in, you know, they're also, like, you know, taking that moment to go, fuck, man, do you own anything that isn't black? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's, a, it's the same judgment. You yeah. know, like so we all need a moment of judgment. Then we, we should go to names, yes. so that you can then, like, and you could use those things that you've identified then to be the things that remind you with the name. Yes, I feel like we go too early with names. I agree, particularly because handshakes or hugs are no- normally happening at the same time as names. And also, a lot and of that, times you're meeting a lot of people at once. Fuck, man, you go around a circle, you forget everyone. Everyone immediately. I, but the I, other thing is, I, now when I meet people, a lot of times I go, "I'm, I'm not going to remember your name because I'm terrible with names." How are you? Right. But the other, but later when you can't remember their name, you can't bring that up again. Hey, remember what I remember said? Before? I think about the, I wouldn't remember your name. Guess what? <laughs> I don't remember your name. Hey. Um, but you need that moment, like, because the other thing is, if I'm concentrating on a handshake or a hug, or whether yeah. I'm meant to be doing a handshake or a hug, or like, where do we kiss if we're kissing? How many That's times is that happening? Yeah, it's like, little... I can't concentrate on learning your name and do all no. those things. It's too much. But apparently, a lot of people can. Right? Do you, now, let me ask you this. I've always been very bad at this. And when I was younger, I was worse. When I was, I, I'm always so in my, in my head, especially when I'm going to a stand-up thing. Right. I'm just in my head. Right, of course. I used to, when I was starting out comedy, I used to walk away from people in mid-conversation because I had right. a thought about comedy. I would literally just walk away and they'd be like, what in the fuck just happened? Right. That's how like out of it I was. Right. So That is terribly rude. Horribly rude. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't realize it until like 10 minutes later, I'd be like, oh, I just walked away from Jeff. We were literally talking. Uh... But do you think part of this is because you're a comic and you're so in your head a lot that you can't remember? I do think that. Uh, I don't. I don't no, I don't. I don't blame it on comedy. I think the same thing that attracts me to comedy and this deficit of my personality happen to be of the same world. Yeah. But I. I don't think it's like, hey, I'm a comedian and my head's on overdrive, so I can't. I think I'm a person who overly processes. Like I just told you a story about what happened between Patton and I that may not in any way be what happened between Patton and I. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Patton may have been to, like Patton could tell you that story and you'd be like, no one knew his fucking name the whole time. I just had, had no, I, like I was excited to see him. That's why I said his yeah. name a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. Like from his point of view, that may be what happened. Yeah, maybe. Like, be. you know, but I'm reading all this other shit. Yeah. I mean, I had time to, I was sitting there for 20 minutes. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but I do overly process that sort of thing. Yeah. Like I get really sort of, I did um, 
a podcast the other night and it was uh, called the Ardent Atheists podcast uh-huh. mm-hmm. and a guy called Emery Emery yeah. uh, hosts it and uh, Emery squared to your maths nerds and uh, he I, I, he'd been bugging me to go on it a couple of times are you an atheist? well as I said to him on the show um, I wish this was easier to say I, I feel like I'm a case by case theist okay. because I only I don't believe in God mm-hmm. but I don't spend much of my time being obsessed about not believing in God right Right, yeah, I don't yeah. believe in the Easter Bunny. Yeah. I don't need to read a book about that. Yeah, I don't believe. You don't need to get mad at people who do believe. Right, in it. it's fine. Like right? people, I'm not running up to little kids and going, "There's no Santa Claus, man. What are you doing?" Exactly. Just if whatever. if it doesn't affect me, yeah. I don't worry about it. It's only when it kind of, you know, goes past that my, you know, your, the right to swing your fist stops at another person's face sort of right. zone. Yeah. So, as I said to them on the show, I said, if I was in America, I think that I probably would be a little bit more, and like atheist. Sure. Because there are so many more issues here it's where it's here. part of your daily life where you have to fight for the woman's right to have an abortion yes. or you have to write, fight to keep um, intelligent design out of schools or yes. you have to fight to you know have these sort of arguments that come down to religious things, mm-hmm. right? Whereas in my country, with the exclusion of... And I'm not saying it's not a problem at all, but with the exclusion marriage. of gay marriage, mm-hmm. like things like abortion... You can have an abortion in Australia. Yeah. It's not even a debate. You can, have a, ha- you can have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You can keep doing it. You can get one at customs. We have a three. Literally. Like just <laughs> fly in, oh have one. They'll do it in customs and you can go home. We have a little room right there. Pick up some duty free, some cigarettes <laughs> and some uh, cheap vodka and then... Uh, I mean, that's what I do. Right. When I'm there. A couple of... <laughs> I get one and I'm a guy. Right. Yeah. It's Australia. Because it's cheap. Yeah. I mean, duty free. Yeah. You, you can guys, get one on the plane if you want. Also do... Out the, of the catalogue. You do the best. Yeah, right. Like the best abortions. Well, it's Medicare. <laughs> so, it's great. Right. But the point is that, like, you know, you can literally just get a safe abortion anywhere in Australia. Yes. So it's not a debate that we have to have all the time. And while there are certainly a bunch of religious schools and problems that have happened in those religious sort of... Mm-hmm. Voca- you know, it's pretty easy in Australia. I mean, we have... An unmarried atheist woman prime minister. Right. You know. Yeah. The one, like Obama still, for whatever, like, you know, sometimes, and I know that you're conflicted when it comes to Obama as well. Very much Because so. there's a lot of things that I want to like about him. Yeah. And then there's those other moments where you think, wow, what I've loved so much about you is, no matter what, you know, the policies and whatever, yeah, that's another debate, but at least you look and sound like a president. Yeah, you've You've brought not some dignity yeah. back to oh, the yeah. office. Yeah. like. I feel like the president should be the smartest person in the room. Yes. And at least you have that appearance. Yes. And then you can't not make a speech without talking about what I believe to be an imaginary person in the sky. And it kind of like, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, he says like a bunch of sensible things and then he's just like Santa, Santa, Easter Bunny. Yeah. And and that's fine. Fine for, but, but the, my point being that in this country, you literally could not get elected president at the moment if you said you're an atheist, I don't think. Oh, no way. Right. No, good God, no. No chance at all. Right. So I think they're different battlegrounds. Yeah. So when they asked me to go, you know, on the podcast, I was a little bit like, oh, you yeah. know, I don't really have much to say, mm-hmm. you know, in this situation. Uh, but uh, I have no idea why I started talking about this. Do you have any idea no, why I started talking about this? No, you were just... Something about going on the podcast, and then I was like, "You were going to talk about atheism." Atheism. There was like some reason that I. Jesus took it away. Remember I mean, that's the thing. Names? You had a thought, but right. Jesus took the that thought away Jesus. to put something else in there. Right. <laughs> Damn you, Jesus. 
Anyway, I'm sure there was no point to that story. I don't uh, know, but it's a great way to end the first podcast. Right. Just trickle out? Yeah, well, it's sort of Tophopian in that sometimes you guys would start stories and never finish them. Right. So it's a continuation. And maybe you'll remember it and bring it up in another podcast. Right. Or maybe this one didn't record either. <laughs> no, I'm looking at it. It looks good this time. Yeah, I think it seems... I mean, it's... I don't know. I don't understand how any of this works. Uh, David, uh, do you have some things that you would like to plug at the end of this podcast? David has, has his... Are you David? Are you David? I'm Dave. Well, I'm a... a like, are you born like, David, though? Yeah, David is my... On my birth certificate. What's your middle name? Sean. David Sean. Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel that in as if I didn't know. Uh... <laughs> I wasn't sure if you remember my last name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, David, Sean, Anthony. Do I have anything to plug? Well, my album will be coming out, hopefully. Shame Chamber? Shame Chamber. That'll be released on All Things Comedy, the the comedy network I am a part of. And then February 7th, we'll be in uh, Sketch Fashion doing a live podcast with Rory Scovel and Janet Varney. Are you... Is this going to go up before then? I'm hoping it will. Okay. I don't know if it will, but I'm hoping it will. And February 21st? I'm hoping it will go up before um, February. But it... <laughs> God, I was be, hoping it was going up in November, so... <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of talk back then. <laughs> right. Yeah, there was a lot of talk about it. It's had a lot of, look, it's had a lot of buzz. Yeah. You know what this show has made? A lot of buzz. But after Mostly a while, in the microphones. People aren't believing it anymore. No. They're like, this isn't real. He's playing it. It's like this a joke. This is the Boy Who Cried podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're, he's saying that he has his podcast, but he is... You you told me it didn't record well. You told mm. me at at the taping of my album, right? Isn't that what you told no, me? No, I told you after the taping. I told me after, told you told me after the taping, and I kind of took it in, but I didn't. Yeah. And then a few hours later, I was like, wait, does that mean none of them work? And I texted <laughs> you. I was like, what does that yeah anyway there will be bonus episodes of Dave and maybe a Dave week uh, we'll, Dave we'll see week. what happens yeah would you like a Dave week like Shark Week yeah Dave week's great why, why is Shark Week such a big thing over here I where does that know. come from I've never, like, I've never people are so obsessed with Shark Week and everyone shark talks about week. Shark Week it's like a, I think it's I think it's more the idea of talking about Shark Week than actually enjoying Shark Week right because I don't know really what, what it is shark it's week just is? a show of, it's just a week with shark shows but everyone wants to talk about Shark Week when it's on I know but I don't I've never I've been like okay it's I think it's I think it's just people making a big deal about something it's not that big of a deal I did enjoy uh, in Australia this summer as well as the uh, bushfires uh, there was shark attacks at the beaches oh really yeah Uh, they thought it was one shark for a while that kept attacking yeah like a Jaws situation like a Jaws yeah He'd come from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Big catch, After that same family. Yep. But it was a bit like that. And But what I loved is there is this sense in Australia of, look, on the first day, they clear all the beaches. And then on the second day, they clear most of the beaches. And then on the third day, mm. people are like, it's hot. <laughs> Let them go back. I'm just happy to... And they and, get gobbled again? What? Well, yeah. And so there's literally what people just go, well, as long as I'm not closest to the shark... <laughs> That is so Australian. How many people died from uh, 
Shark goblins. You know what? It's it's they did a thing in the paper where they did all the stats on your shark goblins, uh-huh. and it's surprisingly low. Yeah, no, they get really a lot low. of press. Your sharks, yeah, based well, it's, on it's their a results, big event, right? I mean, if someone's getting eaten by a shark, it's like, well, that's interesting. So they right. they pump it up in the media. Yeah, but it gets a lot more press than it actually. Like, I mean, if you need people killed week to week, your shark is not your no go to animal. No, it's there are not. much that's, more. Reliable that's the animals, wallaby, right? That's the yeah, one. Yeah, you wallaby will kill people. Kill a fucker as soon as look at them. Yeah. So you don't know the total, the running tally on the on the deaths, the shark deaths? No, yet? but it was a handful. It was a handful. A handful. Yeah. Right. So that was almost like a, a, a tick above normal. Like, usually there aren't a handful. Right. Well, you know what the thing is with the... Like, I mean, I don't even know if there was a handful. That Like... There was a lot of like broken surfboards and people oh, having okay. like not actually a guy having his leg ripped off, right. but a guy yeah. coming to his board going, "My board's yeah. in half." Yeah, and yeah. Cause, that's because there's a shark. Ah, <laughs> right. Well, that's why that's why the beach was closed two days ago. And then they, and then they go have beers and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, thank you for being part of the podcast. I have some gigs as well. If this is up, um, uh, obviously I'll be at Dave's gig, but then I'm going to the Vancouver Comedy Festival. And then after that, I am in uh, Minneapolis for a week, uh, and then I'm in Denver for a week. So if you're in either of those places, or you know people who are in either of those places, obviously, um, it'd be cool if uh, anyone came out and uh, saw me do standing up comedy. Yeah. Because otherwise, it will be terrible and lonely. Yeah. Uh, so that would it's be great. It's weird to do it for nobody. Right? Yeah, it's not as good. You don't know how you're going. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Uh, Adelaide Fringe, Brisbane Comedy Festival, Melbourne Comedy Festival. All the days will be on my website, willanderson.com.au. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. What it was? Do you have an out? No, not yet. <laughs>